Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that the Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com. D E B B I M A C K dot com under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. Hi, everyone. I'm very pleased to have with me today a crime writer who's also a working fireman or firefighter, if you will. He's a lieutenant with the Philadelphia Fire Department. If you'd like to enter a giveaway for a copy of his novel, Three Hours Past Midnight, just go to my blog and look for his guest post. You can also find the guest post on my Patreon page. So in any case, here, here he is, Tony Knighton. Hi, Tony. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? Okay, how are you today? Um, swell. How about you? Uh, not bad, not bad at all. It's uh, you know, it's Friday and weekend's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm uh, reading your novella, Happy Hour and Other Philadelphia Cruelties. Yeah. I, ha- I have to say, the first chapter left me breathless. <laughs> oh, thank you. You write a very fast-paced story. Uh, would you say that's part of your style? It's, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. How would you describe your writing generally? Uh, do you consider yourself hard-boiled or noir? Is there a difference, you know? I, uh, I, 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 sort of both. Um, I heard Dwayne Swarzynski, another Philadelphian, talking about this. And, um, he defines the difference. Um, he says the, diff- the difference all counts on the ending. Um, it's a positive ending, you just read a hard-boiled story. It's a negative ending, you read noir. Uh, I think that's at least an interesting explanation. Um, my stories are a little bit of both, I think. Mm-hmm. Happy hours, definitely noir. So a little bit of both then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you focus more on mystery or kind of like thriller type stuff, suspense? Um, I, I, I mean, most of my stuff is, I guess, falls into the big category of crime fiction. Um, my novel sort of ended up being a mystery too, but uh, I've always been a little bit more interested in will they get away? That just seems to be my preference or the kind of stuff I end up writing. Gotcha. So um, tell us about Three Hours Past Midnight. What is the book about? Um, that story, it's 
Well, it, it features a character that I wrote in a short story called Mysterio. And in that story, he... Uh, You're trailing off a little bit sometimes. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that the novel features a character that I started in a short story. And um, by the end of the story, the guy was still alive and I realized I kind of liked him and, and I'd had an idea for uh, a novel, the crime involved in the novel and I just sort of never been able to see who would do it. And I just the guy now. And um, it's basically two guys who are burglarizing the home a crooked politician who ended up in jail. Um, they believe there's a wall safe and a lot of money in it. They indeed find the safe and get away with it. And uh, very shortly, one of them is killed in the safe. The rest of the book is basically the other guy, the main guy going through Philadelphia throughout the night trying to find who did it and who's got a safe. Huh. Uh, and there was a part there where you said one of them gets killed when the safe does something and it cut out. <laughs> I'm sorry. One of them gets killed and the safe is gone. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I've got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boy, the sound is being funny today. Um, well, you chose a good excerpt from that book because I really enjoyed it. Um, are you writing a sequel? Well, that excerpt actually is from the sequel. Ooh, okay. Um, it's a couple of weeks later and he's looking for something else to do. And uh, the excerpt, he's, um, he's traveling to central Pennsylvania and Norristown's on the way, so stopped off at a guy's house that he knows there and something fun. Aha. Well, that's very interesting. It's a nice teaser for the first book, too. So um, I admire your ability to combine details about Philadelphia with a fast-moving storyline. How do you work in the details without bogging the story down? Um... That's a really good question, and I, I think I don't dwell on details that much. I don't go in for big, lengthy descriptions. I usually will I'll write about the first thing that struck me about a location, or what I think is significant about that location and kind of leave it up to the reader to fill in the gaps, if that makes sense. That makes total sense to me. What I, 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 excuse me, I, I've um, readers who come from the city and readers who have never been to the city um, get a different take on things. And um, while I was writing it, I was afraid that maybe 
if you're not from Philadelphia, this won't be that much fun. But um, I think, again, without being detail heavy as far as descriptions go, um, readers follow along whether they know the city or not. I know what you're saying. It's kind of like you want to give the flavor of that city without yeah, yeah. bogging everything down and making everything grind to a halt. <laughs> yeah. um, I assume uh, you've gotten to know a lot about Philadelphia through your work with the fire department. Oh, yeah. Do your experiences as a firefighter influence your writing and how, if they do? They have to, and I... You know, I mean, I've done this for over half of my life now. So we're a sum of all of our experiences. Um, being a fireman, I, I've worked all over the city. I, I get rotated every three years. I, so I, I know the city pretty well. Uh, it's maybe one section in the far Northeast. Everywhere else. And um, and I like the town, you know. I, I mean, there's there's a lot of craziness and there's a lot of nuttiness, but it's home and it's familiar. And I, you know, it's really welcome city. So, are you originally from that area? Actually, no. I uh, I came here when I was in third grade, which means I'm still the new kid. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been here most of my life. So, where where were you from originally? From we bopped all over. I was born in Pittsburgh, but we lived in Bordentown, New Jersey, and uh, we were in Shreveport, Louisiana, for a while. Uh, after being here for a couple of years, I was in Toronto for a year, and then we. Um, but I, and I, in between all those moves, I lived in Kachahaki. All right. Well, so you've lived all over. I know what that's like. Um, so, um, let's see. Have you ever considered writing a crime story with a firefighter protagonist? Um, it's interesting that you say that because, or ask that, because I did. And... When I was finished with it, I didn't like it. Um, it basically followed an arson investigator who's having some trouble. And um, I didn't like it. And I just recently looked at it again, and I think I fixed the problem. So I'm working on two things right now. On my sequel to Three Hours and... Uh, uh, I'm cleaning up this thing that I wrote a while ago. And uh, it does involve the, the fire department and a fireman and there's fires. And this is going to be a novel, the thing you're working on now? Uh, maybe. It, I cut a lot out. That's hmm. what I had to do to fix it. So it might be a novella. It might be a novel. It might be in between. I was going to say, do you have a preference for writing short? Because I noticed you started with short stories and the novella before you came out with your novel. Yeah, I, um, well, I, I mean, truth be told, I wrote 
three novels that never saw the light of day before Happy Hour got published. Um, my writing's very spare. I, uh, I can sit down, I can sit down at something that I've been working on and my, on a productive day, my word count will have diminished. Um, I, I, uh, I appreciate that kind of writing. I, I mean, I, I do like, there's a lot of people who write very lush sorts of stuff and I, I enjoy their writing too, but I, I, I sort of figured out early in the game that if I write very simply and very spare, um, I can turn out professional sounding prose. Um, so that's kind of what I go with. That's interesting because you'd be perfect as a screenwriter. Have you ever considered that? I, I did with my brother and um, we got into a fight on the first page. So that, that was sort of the end of that. Well, it's something to keep in the back of your mind if you ever want to write taut, concise prose because that's what's required for screenwriting yeah. and the ability to take out words. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, I was going to ask you um, if, uh, oh, what authors do you find most inspiring? Um, I owe a huge debt of gratitude to Dashiell Hammett. Um, don't we all? <laughs> I, I owe an awful lot to Richard Stark. Um, I think that George V. Higgins, Friends of Eddie Coyle, might be the best book I've ever read. Um, and, I, and I like a lot of literary guys, too. I like all the Johns. You know, I like John O'Hara and John Updike. And uh, um, yeah, I, I like John Cheever. You know, so hmm. yeah, I like a variety of stuff. Love James <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like Steinbeck too. Um, I, I like James Elroy's stuff. Uh, Jim Thompson, I I owe him a debt too. Um, I, oh yes. Jim Thompson has this. I, I mean, every book of his that I read, he has this delicious way of making everything crappy. Um, everything is seamy, you know, everybody's on the tape, everybody's crooked. And um, it's just wonderful the way he does it. And the, the early Richard Stark books were sort of like that. The world is bad. And um, I, I think some of that rubbed off on me. I, I kind of like that. Those are all great influences, great writers. Um, if someone asked you how to get into either firefighting or writing as a career, what would you tell them? Oh, man. <laughs> um, I know in Philadelphia, it helps a lot to have been in the service. I got 10 points for my military service, added to my, you know, initial civil service test. Um, I had worked as a roofer before I got on the fire department and, and you know, crappy construction jobs gave me a, 
a knowledge of construction, you know, how buildings are put together and, uh, you know, laddering. I probably learned most of what I know about carrying and raising and climbing ladders from before I got on the job. Um, so all that stuff helped. Um, as far as the writing, I mean, uh, I'm, you know, just get a pencil and a piece of paper and start, start putting it down. Um, hang out with other writers. Look at their stuff. Get them to look at yours. Read. Read all the time. I think that's, I think that's how, you know, I mean, that's how I broke down. Take some classes. That's great advice, all of it. Um, I have to ask, what are your thoughts about the way firefighting and firefighters are portrayed on in movies and on TV? It's all pretty silly. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, some get some some of the shows get some of the details right. As goofy as it was, um, uh, Dennis. Um, oh, his name just went out of my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. his show rescue they, yeah that sort of hit part of it pretty well because the workplace it's, it was a comedy and the workplace is a comedy nobody nobody's workplace is a drama um, the firehouse is a comedy um, a lot of funny stuff going on so we got that part right the um the thing about firefighting is nobody really sees what we do. The stuff that civilians can see us do, they could do. They could do it too. Um, it's the, the tough part is going inside, working in pitch blackness. You know, inside a burning building, you can't see anything, and uh, there's no way to show a civilian that. There's no way to show it in a movie. So none of, none of them really get it right, you know, but I'm sure, I'm sure police say the same thing about cop shows. Sure. I know lawyers say the same thing about lawyer shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say before we finish up? Um, I, I want to apologize for my ineptitude and oh, no. you with that and my, my lovely wife. Uh, this has been, this has been a gas. So thank you very much. Well, it's my pleasure, Tony. Thank you. Um, and thank you, Julie. That's your wife, I assume, yep. who uh, set this up. Oh yeah. Um, don't forget everyone to leave a review for the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to uh, podcasts and big announcement. Um, the special offer that I'm giving of a shout out as well as a copy of my upcoming novel, my, my fourth novel in the Sam McRae mystery series is now live on my Patreon page, the Patreon page for this podcast that is. So check out the details there. And on that note, thanks again to our guest and to you for listening. 
next time I'm going to have author Burl Bearer on the show with me. In the meantime, take care and happy reading.